It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Let's Ask. What's going on, T? Hey, Lisa girl, it is time for another fantabulous show here on Let's Chat. My name is Tony. I'm excited for tonight. You know, we have uh, some wonderful ladies on, and uh, just a name in there. And their title gets me tingly because I'm a shoe. Uh, I was going to say shoe. <laughs> you know how to. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it clean tonight. <laughs> Let's just say I love shoes. <laughs> you know where I was going, Leash. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody has got a little shoe freak in them. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Keyword freak. I'm in it. 
I picked that only because people always, they do always say teamwork makes the dream work, and, you know, there are always conversations about teamwork, which mm-hmm. are needed. But, you know, sometimes within a team, um, there's more than just sacrifice. I, I really believe that mm-hmm. there's more than just sacrifice to being part of a team. Everybody is moving. A team is kind of like two legs. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it needs two legs to move. And so even if the team is not moving at the same time, one leg is always doing something. You know, you can right. sit and you can tap, you know, tap your left foot, your right leg it in there. It doesn't have to be tapping. But I think that as a team, it's good that you work together, but even when you're working apart, you should be together, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because anything that it the does. team does is a benefit. Mm-hmm. And it only advances you, and, you know, and, and it's you. iron sharpens iron. And as long as that team is, is working it together, you know, they, they can overcome anything. So I love the topic, and I'm going to be excited to hear what the, the ladies have to say about that topic. Uh, and we're going to get it pop, pop, popping up in here in the chat room. Now, just a little, little feedback Absolutely. on our listeners. We may have some new listeners, Lisa. We never know, you know. People pop in and pop out, and just to make sure everybody's on the same page, here on Let's Chat, Leisha and I, we love to celebrate literature the royal way. And not only literature, we've had a slew of guests come into the chat room. We've had musicians, artists, you know, publishers, actors, you name it, anything dealing with our community have come to the doors of Let's Chat, and we have gotten to know them as well as their passion, and it's so exciting. And, um, we love to do it in a royal way, so our show allows everyone to just get to know each other and interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. And first and foremost is to feel our guests' passion for what it is that they do. So please stay tuned and uh, hear what our guests for tonight have to say. Um, that we just love what we do, Leash. We really do. It was so funny because I was just talking about that the other day, how a lot of times, you know, I think we just settle in general as people. We settle in life. And sometimes people settle into an okay situation, but sometimes people's situations that they just really don't want to be in. You know, they mm-hmm. then when we, if, they're, if it's a job and they're at work, when we come in as customers, we're going to get that feel like, oh, they don't like their job, you know, because they settled mm-hmm. into something that um, as a necessity. But I we really, really enjoy what we do. You know, I really help. I love helping people. I really do. And you like to help people. I think that that is the the best part of doing what we do. A lot of times, if you don't have word of mouth, and I don't care if you're writing a book, if you're if you're in music, whatever it is that you're doing, when you don't have word of mouth, that means that people aren't. They don't. Not that they're not checking for you. They just haven't noticed you yet, or they haven't experienced your work yet. Your personality is, mm-hmm. becomes your word of mouth. That becomes your vehicle to draw in people. And that's why we mm-hmm. do what we do here. We allow people to come on. They show their passion for whatever it is that they're doing. And it sends people out to one-click their, their CD or one-click their book or their play that's coming to their particular city. You know, it, it just leaves people open to that. 
And so this year, mm-hmm. last year we 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 started off. We had um, we wanted to, to educate um, once a month, but this year I wanted to be able to show every type of passion that thirty one flavor type of passion. Mhm. So diversity so is great. I love every- that you give so much diversity, like Exactly. Because I mean, if you guys go back to our show we had with Aaron Bebo, I love when B comes on because he always breaks it down. When you're an author, even when you if you're a rapper or a singer, everything you do is not gonna hit because you have to know your audience. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we we try to promote to people that are not our audience, and then we get upset when they don't buy our books or they don't like it. They're not going to like everything you do, you know. You you want to – now, there are a few authors that have a skilled pen where they could put multiple genres in their books, meaning that they can put a little romance, suspense, erotica. They can just smash it all up in one, and they can catch those mm-hmm. readers in their books. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have mm-hmm. that skill as of yet, then you're just a romance author or you, you just like the sense or you just do this or you just do that. And so it's okay that everybody doesn't like it. You know, when you get reviews, it's okay if you get a bad review. It really mm-hmm. is because you, then you have to break down what type of review is it. Is it a review because they're in their feelings? Because your job is to put them in their feelings as an author. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, your job is to put them into their feelings with your story. So they need to be upset about something. I don't like the way you did Sherry's character. I don't like, you know, that you didn't let Brad and, and Susan stay together. That's good. You know, that, those are good things. You done mm-hmm. killed off Fred. You got one star for killing off Fred. That means you put them in their feelings. They enjoyed Fred so much. You brought that character to life. You develop that character so well that it's set in a spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's set in a spirit. And when you kill Fred off, they have to let you know that he gave you one star. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you killed Fred off. Because Fred said he set up in a spirit. You did your job. <laughs> so it's okay that you got a one star. I think that people get so wrapped up with Amazon bestseller. And, you know, Amazon is a tool. When you become a New York Times bestseller or um, a, a USA Today or something like that, okay, then that means that people's read your books in value. But mm-hmm. okay, because you're Amazon, you can't. Amazon is a tool. It's a tool to help people that you wouldn't normally reach on a regular basis be able to reach your work. Mm-hmm. And especially on a platform like we have, Leash, here on Let's Chat, because while we have guests on and while they're talking about what it is that they do, whether it be artists, um, musicians, with songs out, while they're actually listening to the interview, it just allows them to go over there in one click and get to know and just, just to see what it is that is what they're all about. And who knows, maybe that's somebody that you may not have heard about before that you've become a fan of or an author's work that you wasn't familiar with or a different genre that you weren't you wouldn't normally read, you've become familiar with because that's happened to both you and I. Our libraries yes. have become so much 
so much more richer because of the, the, the guests that we've had here on Let's Chat, as well as the music. Because sometimes you can be stuck and just listen to one type of song or read one type of genre right. and not, you know, go out and expand. And that allows you to get those one click on because, you know, I'm love. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm glad that you said that because, you know, I, I do this weird thing now. And so everybody knows when I started, I started as a promoter. Um, and I, that's all I did. I did make my own flyers. I didn't use templates. It was just whatever I did by eye or whatever I felt like making. Um, mm-hmm. And But once I started formatting, once I started um, doing publishing, I, I had this little weird thing that I do. I like to go into the stores, especially Costco, and mm-hmm. I like to look at the formats of the book. Like, seriously, the man thought I was weird at Costco because <laughs> the lady had just left, and I felt like, you know, you know how people swarm around the, the snack tables at Costco. That's how I was waiting for her to finish what she was doing. <laughs> and so because being a publisher, I like I have to be able to, I want to see different things because mm-hmm. I want to get different ideas. So I look at the New York Times best-selling authors. I look at their books. I look at how their books are put together. I look at um, the formatting in their books. Like if it's all messed up, oh, I was like, oh, somebody messed up right there. They ain't noticed that. But I can see it. So I go in mm-hmm. there and I look at the books. I, I look at the books. I look at how they're put together. And the man thought I was weird because I was just picking up books and putting it down. And so I picked one up. And I and I didn't know who the lady was. I love her title. Where mm-hmm. uh, I put the book, I think it's up. I love her title, and I said, okay. So everybody got a good title now. It's you know depending on um, what type of genre. So this particular um, book is a suspense. It was like my my husband's no my husband's wife or something like that. And so mm-hmm. I picked it up, and I looked at the synopsis on the inside. It's a little different. It gives you just, it's more of a summary. So it gives you, like, a little short version of the story inside. And I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. sounds interesting, too. So then I looked at the formatting and how it was put together. And I was like, oh, I like, okay, okay, I like this. Oh, this is really neat. So that's why I bought the book. I bought it because <laughs> I liked the way it was put together. Mm-hmm. I, I really, honestly, I felt her passion <laughs> for the product. <laughs> you know that Mike and Molly. So we love Mike and Molly here on Let's Chat. And so if you haven't seen Mike and Molly, the show, it's, it's canceled now, but you can still see it on, like, Amazon, Netflix. So Molly is an author, and it goes through just an author's life, family, um, just what authors go through, being a wife, all of that wrapped up in one. And so when she gets her book, when she gets her book deal, they get all excited. They're running around the house singing Phenomenon because the publisher called her book a Phenomenon. She's all excited. And so when she finally gets the book, um, they give her the hard copy. You know, we were the, you know, hardbacks are really nice. They got the, the cover is really nice and they got the little picture mm-hmm. in color. Everything is really nice. <laughs> and so she's all excited in the office. And she's, like, admiring her book. She's like, oh, this is so gorgeous. Oh, this, this, this is the color of the sweater that she had on because she had her 
her picture on the back, and she was like, yeah, I would deny it, but this is definitely my color eyes. She was really into it, right? And so then the publisher takes the book, and he, like, snatches it out of her hand. He throws it across the room. Well, long story short, it was the the feeling that you get when you pick up that, that hardcover book, like, for the first time. I kind of felt that author. I, like, felt how she felt when she, like, oh, mm-hmm. nice. Look at this on the inside. Oh, I like how they put this together. That's how I was at Costco the other day. And the guy thought I was crazy. <laughs> just, just a little touch, Lise. Just a little touch. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's a strange thing I do. I look at people's formatting. I look at the formatting of good. We won't judge you, Lise. We won't judge you. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, but I, I can't think- help it. Totally, def- definitely something different from uh, just window shopping. <laughs> That's no, it's not. It's part of window shopping. That's how readers window shop. So you authors out there, when y'all get these covers, the covers, the, the, the your cover, your title, your synopsis, how you present your book. That's all part of the eye candy. That's part of a reader's window shopping. And so you have to mm-hmm. make sure those things are on point because when the readers shop with their eyes, so that cover has to be on point, it has to say something. You know, that title has to bring it out, and they get that synopsis, and it's like, oh, I like this. You know, they just like the way it's all put together just by the eye. So you have to know that your book is eye candy if the reader doesn't know you, if if Susie didn't tell them that your book was a good book or that they needed to read you, you know, you need to read this. If Susie didn't tell them, it was just the fact that your book became eye candy and they were shopping. You have to know that. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that everything for your presentation of your book is on point, right down to the way you promote it. Mm-hmm. Them long, them long, yeah, them long, drawn-out links. Mm-mm. Take that long link, go into tiny URL, put that link in there and get you a tiny link so that it makes your promotion uniform and it makes them neat and clean because that's all part of the visual. That's my rant for mm-hmm. the day. <laughs> that's a good rant. That's a good rant. Some nuggets in there. That, that is my right. That that's my rant for that's my promotional rant for the day. Them long links, take them long links, put them in a tiny URL, and make your your promotions short, so sweet. Make sure that they they they're part of the eye candy. All of that is packing. So make sure your excerpts are not too long. You don't want. Um, Three, four paragraphs of an excerpt, the whole first chapter. Nope. You want you want a bird bath version. You want the hot spot. You want it you want to cut it off right before it gets so good that the reader has no choice but to go on one click. Mhm. That's part of That's that what it's all about. Absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. You guys know we get in here. We love to we don't get to see each other like we like we want to, and we love talking books. We love everything books. We're having a hot show today. We're talking about being a team player. We have Sharon Bennett and B. Moore in the chat room. Hi, Hello. how are you? 
Great. How are you doing today? We are good. Welcome to the chat room. <laughs> Hi <Thank> there. You. <laughs> hey, yeah, we were chatting it up today. You know, sometimes you just, you got to get in your soapbox a little bit. So we had to get out yeah. so we get our soapbox and say yeah, we 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 called a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she was on the roll. Can y'all tell? She was on the roll. Oh, oh on the roll. Roll. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. Now these fabulous ladies, y'all. We actually met at the AANDC Awards last year, and the way they pitched their book. That's another rant, but I'll save it for another day. But the way they like, oh, see, we got to have him on the show. Not only did we go mm-hmm. once, but the book school, we had to get them on the show. So we had them on the show. We enjoy when these ladies come into the chat room and kicking with us. I'm actually having an event in August, and um, Sharon is going to be there representing for the team. And I so appreciate and thank you for that. But before, just tell us what's been going on in y'all's world since the last time you were on Let's Chat. Wow, we've been working diligently with our publicist, Tam Lawrence, uh, just trying to elevate the brand and get us out there, um, educate people about shoe fetish, and kind of fill in our schedule for this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, hi. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> hey. Hey. Okay, How so I just had... I'm great. Had two great events in Milwaukee this past weekend, a book signing uh, that Tam Lawrence had orchestrated for us with She Fetish, as well as attended the Woman Up conference in Milwaukee and met some wonderful people there as well, and headed to Austin uh, tomorrow morning <laughs> for another event in Austin with the Secret Place Book Club. So we've been pretty busy and working on some new material. Hey, be awesome. also next week we'll be in Milwaukee for the SOAR Women's Empowerment Event. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now tell That's us a little bit about that. SOAR and how you guys got hooked up with us with that uh, event. That is sponsored well, by Northwestern Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, the founder is Tam Lawrence, and this is their second year. And it's all about empowering women, which, as you know, with our book, that's part of what we're about and what we do. And so she invited us to participate in this wonderful event with some other guests that she has as well. Yeah, it's going to be a a really great event. So if any of your listeners are in the Milwaukee area, they definitely need to check it out, SOAR Women Empowerment. Uh, summit.com, and there's going to be women from all over the country. Uh, There's going to be Mm -hmm. events for entrepreneurs, business professionals, book authors, film producers, uh, women seeking growth opportunities, as well as uh, a a panel of men that women can ask questions uh, (laughs) to. So that's going to be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to that one to see how that goes. Wow, that that would be interesting. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. Hi, ladies. This is Tony. You know, it, it sounds like an amazing event. And make sure you guys go check it out. I believe she said the website was www.soulwomen.com. And if you're in that area, please go out and support these ladies as well as everyone else on that panel. But what is it that you would like for the, the guest that does attend the um, event? What would you like them to walk away with the most that they got from that event? Uh, well, for me, Mm-hmm. For for me, I want them to walk away knowing that they have the power within themselves. They do have the strength that mm-hmm. they are important in this life and in this world and to go after everything that they want in this world. There's no reason why you can't. Everybody has negative circumstances, bad past mm-hmm. experience, but that makes you part of who you are. Mm-hmm. You've learned from that. Learn that and move on. Don't hang on to it and let it weigh you down. That's one of the mm-hmm. things I would get them to walk away with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur and you attend SOAR, I, I would say I would like for you to walk away inspired and also having uh, met people who can give you guidance and wisdom in the job market out there and how to build your business, build your brand. And mm-hmm. be able to walk away just feeling like you can do it. Mm-hmm. Empowered. Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what you guys do with your book. And so I love the fact that not only are you passionate about what you do, that all the things that you are connected to just just make your passion a little bit brighter. Where women's empowerment that is your thing and so i so appreciate you guys for everything that you do you got book two a shoe fetish out tell us mm-hmm. what what can we expect about these going into high heels <laughs> <laughs> well you got to read the book uh we, we can't give it all the way all the good stuff but just expect more drama more insight, more opportunity to learn a little bit more of the background of the characters, and, and they do grow up and go through some some new nonsense. Some of it is self-inflicted, and we all kind of experience that, and we draw more analogies Absolutely. with the shoes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And I, yes. And and as women, isn't that something that we do so often? And what I want to say, Miss Miss B., them shoes, hunky, in that picture. Yes, I'm gonna need you to just just send them on. We're sharing to the event, and so that I can wear those because I'm loving those shoes you had on your feet. Yes, but I think as women, we do that. We do it so often. Where I love your analogy about shoes and life because we do. We settle on our favorite pair, and is it sometimes that not that it's just our favorite pair, but it's um, more comfortable of a shoe for us, and it's um, we become loyal to that shoe, and because we do it a lot in life, just with the people around us. Can you talk a little bit about that? About just uh, the wearing that same pair and becoming loyal or comfortable. Uh, some mm-hmm. sometimes uh-huh. we have those shoes. Uh, well, let's think about it like this. I may have a pair of shoes that really fit me well, and I do become so comfortable in those shoes. Those are my go-to shoes. But I also have to remember to take care of those shoes. 
And so just like we keep drawing these analogies with relationships, we have relationships, we are comfortable in those relationships, we feel good about those relationships, but if we're not careful, we can start to um, not take care of the relationship like we need to, just like we don't take care of our shoes. So, you know, you got to take those shoes to the shop, get the heel fixed, get it shined up, (laughs) sometimes resold and everything. You can't just keep wearing it and not taking care of it. So we just can't stay in these relationships and not take care of them. Well, you know that's interesting because um, this is this is Tony. That's interesting because as women, I think we do tend to to when we see other women to check them out literally from head to toe. And I always focus on shoes. And I'm I I walk a lot in here in New York City, so I see a lot of shoes on the pavement. And I happen to look down and see a pair that you can tell they're a favorite pair because of the the condition they that they are and I mm-hmm. those must be one of her favorites you know or, or you don't know what goes wrong but you just these are the things that go through your mind so it's so interesting when you say that now I got to look at it a different way and not think right and you have to think about you that know? Tony it's it's not only that side of taking care of them for the relationship but the why they keep wearing them the comfort mm-hmm. yeah but sometimes people feel it just makes them feel better to wear that shoe. They feel stronger. They feel prettier. Okay. It's, it's their vehicle mm. that used to to empower or strengthen whatever emotion that pair of shoe brings out in them. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, we use our shoes a lot for that. Mm. That's so true. Interesting. Now so I got to look at it a different shoes. way. <laughs> Those shoes in that picture are y'all shoes, so we need to come shopping in y'all closet just a little bit. We know them shoes. We gonna come shopping in y'all closet just a little bit because if those shoes came out your closet, that's where I need to be at. They came out of my closet. That was Sharon's closet. I am not gonna. I picked up a few new ones too. Oh, Miss Sharon, I gotta come. I gotta come get with your your closet and your shoe game because it's off the hook. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, right if we were on. talking a year from now. That's right. That's right. And we were talking mm-hmm. a year from now, uh, and we were talking about the things that you guys wanted to accomplish with this book and the th- different things that you're trying to do with your brand. What are some of the things mm-hmm. we'll be talking about this time next year? Oh, big time. I'll let B feel what we're working on currently are the workbooks that go with the novels for book clubs. Oh. Yeah, so putting more mm. questions for them to think about and talk about. So we're working on the workbooks as well as the videos that go along with book mm. clubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a few other things. Uh, B. Well, we want to expand some of the things that we do to include um, younger girls and get into some things that are a little bit more educational. That's all I'm going to say about that because, you know, somebody might be listening and might steal our, our, our idea. So a year from oh. now we'll be able to talk about that fully. But we do. We are working on a few projects that are coming down the pipeline where we really want to just reach out and touch as many uh, girls in a positive way as possible in addition to uh, what Sharon has already shared about the workbooks and uh, being a, creating something that's a little bit more interactive and supporting mm-hmm. the great book clubs that are out there that support us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you, 
you guys mentioned that you're adding the workbook to your book as well as the videos for the book clubs. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of book clubs, especially for um, all authors, new or um, ones that have already been in the industry for a while? Um, the book clubs are a lifeline. They they are our, our lifeline as authors in the community. Um, we cannot depend on bookstores. A lot of the publicity is word of mouth. And without book clubs, we simply just, I, I just don't know where the book business would be, especially for people that are writing like us who are not affiliated with a large mega publishing house that's going to put you in Barnes & Noble and those kinds of things. So the book clubs are so important. Exactly. And and for their side, it, I think it just connects them more to us, which helps to build that base as well and make it a stronger foundation of followers. But it connects them more to us and being able to see us and hear our voice and it's like we're going along with you. It, it just makes it a different experience when you have your book club meeting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you guys brought that up because I'm doing the Divas Lunch in the Literature Eat and Greet as my first event. It's actually in two weeks. And that's one of the reasons why I did an Eat and Greet. There's still a book fair portion, which is free after four. But I noticed that whenever I go to book events, there's always something missing. And it's just that intimate time with the author being able to sit down and just kind of just experience them and kind of take them in to be able to get to know their personality or really hear why they do what it is that they do. And so Sharon is actually one of those authors at the event, and I so appreciate um, that you will you you agree to attend. It was just no, I didn't even have to ask her two times. She was like, sure, no problem. It was just awesome. But can you talk a little bit about an author's passion and the the work that they put into bringing that passion into their, their books, into their reader's world? Well, for me, if you don't have the passion, what are you doing and how can you continue? So it has to be more than just about writing. It has to be that you have a purpose and something you're trying to achieve or empower or increase in other people. If you're just self-serving for yourself, then, then there's no point. But if you're trying to reach others to help them, and for me, that is the point, to help others get through certain things that I have difficulty myself and others that I know had trouble getting through. And that gives you a little guidance and a little help because we all needed help then, just didn't know how to ask for it or just didn't receive it when asked for. That That's my main passion and purpose, and that's what drives me, even when I'm tired and cross-eyed. And then the other side is the English. I'm very a big stickler about words and spelling. And like you, you were saying earlier <laughs> about how she reads the jacket and watches for misspelling the word. I, I do that in everything. <laughs> I'm like, what are these people talking about? Yeah, when you're saying you are, you apostrophe R-E. It's not Y-O-U-R, okay? <laughs> so I watch mm-hmm. things like that. <laughs> Reflect on it. People 
and when she said that, I knew I said, because people read things like that, and it's a reflection on you, and they're, how are you going to be an author? How are you going to be a professional? You can't even spell. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that's we, I don't want to be looked at like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm like her. I looked at things like that as well, and a lot of people do. They they make a judgment on you based on that. So you just have to watch that. I have to watch that side and then the passion. Mm-hmm. And that's first impressions so are the only ones you get. Because <laughs> I, I picked up a book and I, I'm so glad y'all said that. Because I picked up a book and I read the prologue. I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? It, it, it had New York Times bestseller on the front. I, I read the prologue. I was like, I can't, I, I can't get through the prologue. I, I put it down. Yeah, I exactly. did. It. I put it down. I'm book. I am too. I'm very book bougie. I can't help it. I'm very book bougie. Yeah. Yep. Totally. <laughs> that's so important, though. You know, that's for like I was saying. That first impression is the only impression that you get to to make your mark to make that first impression on you, maybe a new reader or a new contact or a new colleague. So you want to make sure that first impression is your strongest impression. So uh, I so agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, at least Absolutely. do your best. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. I've read Stephen King. I've seen mistakes in, inside of his book, not on the cover, though. And, and the same with James Patterson. I've seen mistakes inside of his book because you can write it, you can correct it, you can send it in, and somebody on that end can make a mistake. You can only read it mm-hmm. so many times before you go mentally mm-hmm. ill, you know, so it can still happen, but you don't want it to be a whole lot of them, you know, one here, there, two, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's still. So you're looking at twofold. You can't just be passionate. You have to be the business side and pay attention to those things as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is Tony, and, um, and I just I, want to talk on, you know, Lisa, we have a t- – I'm sorry, Lisa. Our theme tonight and our topic is being a team player, and the two of you are, are the epitome of being a team. Can you tell me what it is that you that makes you a strong team and the strength that you each bring to your team? Mm-hmm. I'll let B feel that. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a uh, working as working with a team. It's a it's a collaboration, and you have mm-hmm. to have mutual respect. You have to be able to receive and also be able to give constructive feedback. Uh, so the relationship has to be one of trust. And uh, because we are in business together, we also have to look at uh, most of what we do not as friendship but as business. Uh, but we're in, uh-huh. in business, but we're still friends. And we have to be able to separate the two. Some people don't succeed working with someone that they know because they can't separate the two. And you also uh-huh. have to be able to agree to disagree. And my idea may not be your idea, but there should be some common ground or a way to uh, find a middle ground somewhere in the middle because uh-huh. uh, everybody has a different perspective and we have to uh, respect that and honor that. So uh, mm-hmm. the whole idea is teamwork. Uh, just because you're working together does not make you a team. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to have that respect and um, the um, ability to provide constructive feedback and resolve conflict. Mm-hmm. That's my take. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now this is Lucia, and as an author. You have to be able to to really have 
I would say seven streams of income. So outside of your writing and outside of your speaking, what are some of the things that you guys do to help push your brand? To push the mm-hmm. brand, uh, well, I have a whole different career <laughs> besides this. So, but uh, of course, social media is used. I have uh, made contacts with people who own boutiques, uh, those kinds of businesses to host uh, book signings and things of that nature, and just re- relying on my social network, church, community, uh, those kinds of things. I have uh, my own business that I have to pour a lot of my time into as well. And so with me, it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is with me, and as I believe it is with most authors, uh, as you read our history, you know, we both have other full-time careers. But pushing the brand is, is we use the shoe fetish movement a lot, which, you know, was started back in 2012. And when we do those events, we give away gifts that relate to shoes. So we have those we have oh. the baseball caps, we have the T-shirts, we have the notebooks, the keychains, you know, things that have our name on it, shoe fetish, and that signature red stiletto heel. So when people see that, and I've heard this before, I thought this was you because I saw this shoe somewhere else. They, they already connected <laughs> You know, I'm like, yes. somebody trying to help us, but it's already, the seed's already planted. Red high heel shoe. So we push the brand with having that, and we use that on many of our materials, mm-hmm. you know, so that connects with people visually, if not verbally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what attracts, that's what got Alicia and my attention at the uh, at the awards you know, that, that rest little heel shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's very effective. You see? So, I mean, women connect on things of adornment, and that's one of the reasons we decided to go that route, you know, not mm-hmm. just with the title, Absolutely. but we're picking what we use, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important because a lot of times people think that for us to push our books, you know, we have to have, a fleshy type cover. But, you know, when it comes to the eye, eye candy can be a certain type of foot, a purse. It can, it doesn't have to be the total body. And the fact that you just had a simple red stiletto shoe, that's still so valuable from the cover as a reader. It still became eye candy. So I do want um, kind of, I love that you guys said that in the way you guys have the book set up because it doesn't have to be um, a guy's bare body or a female dress really skimpy to to show passion for um, the story. It could just mm-hmm. be the simplest thing as a shoe, maybe a, a little piece of shoulder. Uh, not even that. It could be a whip. It could be pearls. I mean, just kind of thinking outside of the box when we are bringing in these readers with the eye candy and really expanding our, our their mind as far as, mm-hmm. wow, I love the way they laid that out. Because that shoe, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I like that. 
And then in every picture, you guys are always consistent because somebody got on a bad pair of shoes. And it's like, I need them. Where should you get those from? I need that shoe. Well, we can't can't write a book about shoe fetish and not put our money where our mouth is when it comes to those shoes. But one day you you might see me in some tennis shoes, okay? Yeah, got to wear the shoe. Got to wear the shoe. But that's our brand, like you said, and, and try to be I try to be consistent in that and how we present ourselves and how we look because people do look at that. So we, we try to be aware of our surroundings and what we do when we're out and how we dress, uh, when we're business wise. Otherwise, you know, I just try to put on a cap and keep it moving, you know, to know nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and wear those tennis shoes. But when we're out doing this, it's it's the bad shoes, the big bad mamas. Yeah. Like those above me. Watch out. I think if I ever, if I see y'all in some tennis shoes, I'm be like, You all right? You see me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. 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 I'm They have some cute tennis shoes out there, though. They have some cute ones out there. But this is Tony. They have some cute tennis shoes out there. But this is Tony. Before you ladies leave the the chat room, you know, I want to give you guys a fun question. I have been on my uh, superhero kick, and I want to stay in the theme of shoes. So if you were a superhero, what would it be, and what type of power would you be, and can it be shoe-related? Oh, my gosh. Wait, say that again. I love superheroes. So, Mm -hmm. if you were, if you ladies were a superhero, what would your powers be? And can it be shoe related? Can you give us something with shoe related with a superpower? You know what comes first to my mind is Uh Mama Heart. Heart. And I would have on. Now, I love red high heels, okay, but I would have on some boots on this one. It would be those high, above knee boots, and they're very powerful. Don't be stealing my stories and my dreams and my superhero, but if you touch the boots, okay, they would have Uh healing in them if you just touch them, depending on what your heart was. But if I kick you with them, it would make all the badness go out in the love. For me. You know, oh, I love Right 
in the right, right size, size. That's right. Way, and also the, and the right size. Exactly. The superpower is if they don't have that shoe in your size, don't worry about it because I'm going to conjure it up. Oh. <laughs> right. All right. 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 You got to leave out there happy. And, and it's it's shoe queen. Right. And it's not going to hurt your feet. It's not going to hurt your feet. Now, that that's is right. a superpower. Now, yeah, it is some power. Yes, I think you'll be having you'll be having sellouts left and right. <laughs> you see how we have different views on this? that's what makes us work well together. What she may think one way of something, and I think another, but you put them together, and it's like shoe fetish. You know, it right. it works. It just works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how? I'm gonna get my pants and I just can't get, I just can't get the image out Now, y'all go spend some $1,000. That's right. Y'all spend $1,000 on these Milano shoes that are not comfortable. They don't look right on your foot. I'm going to send you over here to the shoe queen. She's going to hook you up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Manolo. That's right. Milano, Manolo. <laughs> <laughs> on some shoes. On some shoes. That ain't going to do nothing to give you corns. Let me send you over to the shoe queen. We all go through some things. We all go mm-hmm. through some things. Right. And, and make some bad choices and some good choices. But that's what life is all about. So we, right. we just ask you to put your best shoes on and, and do your best. That's it. Yeah. Forward and enjoy life. That's right. Forward move. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we have to. 
We so have, we have that. that. We have things coming up all year. Just keep coming on our website, and you'll see the posting of activities or events to follow us because we have things going on throughout the year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All the best, and looking forward to meet, seeing you and meeting you in March because I'll be in attendance at the Divas Luncheon. Thanks so much what? for joining us this evening. <laughs> well, thank you yes. so much. Sorry, I won't be able to be there. I'll be working on Saturday, March 4th at, at the university, so uh, that's why I won't be there. But uh, thank you so much for allowing okay. us to be a part of your wonderful show once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Such great support. Yes, very and very I follow you. We talk back and forth all the time on Facebook and stuff. So I look forward to it, and it's a great thing you're doing. I support you wholeheartedly, okay? I appreciate you, and thank you, because you do. You always support anything that I do, and I really, really appreciate you, Ms. Sharon. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you. You guys have a great evening. Thank you for having us. You're okay. welcome. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. We love when they come into the chat room. Absolutely. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back with Team Locked and Loaded Publications. They're going to come in here kicking the chat room door. We're going to talk about books and the things that that team has going. Okay. Let's play a little. I, I I, I have Candy Rain, but I have to convert it. So we won't play it today, but we will play it on tomorrow's show. So make sure you guys are all ears because Miss Ellis has a gorgeous voice. If you check our archives, she was on our show a couple of months ago, and she we got to get a little sample from her. And y'all, she has just the, the just her voice itself is just mm-hmm. awesome. I love to hear her sing. She ain't got to be singing about mm-hmm. nothing. She'll be on her uh, Facebook Live. This is singing time. <laughs> That's better than the radio sometimes. So make sure that you guys check her out. We're going to pay you some of that bandana bond. Reload it. Okay. Load it. Load it. Load it. Load it.
yo, Kevin, my nigga, you stay loaded, I stay loaded, you heard me? You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know, I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking that talk today about being a team player. We have two fabulous guests on, Sharon Bennett and Beatrice Moore. Make sure you guys head over there, pick up their book, Shoot Fetish, book one and if you missed their interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com and on iTunes and check them out. They have so many awesome things going on. If you are available on next weekend and you are in the Milwaukee area, make sure that you head to the store, Women's Empowerment Summit. That is um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, February 24th to the 25th. Uh, you just go, they have an Eventbrite link. Check them out, check them out, check them out. Now we have three fabulous ladies on here um, from Locked and Loaded Publishing. And we're going to bring them into the chat room. Okay. Hey, ladies, how are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, let's chat. How you doing? Happy Thursday, y'all. Happy Thursday. Now, for those who yes, don't know, know who right. you are, tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. We start with Miss Ellis. Can she hear us? Hey, how y'all doing? Okay, hey. tell everybody a little bit about okay, yourself and your work. That's all right. Tell okay, well, I'm Kia Bay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm Kia Bay. Um, I'm an R&B artist. I'm a author. I am the co-CEO of Lot and Loaded Publications. I'm the wife of author Catavius Ellis. And, um. We are working on a lot of things right now. We got a lot of stuff brewing right now. So um, I'm just, I'm trying to be everywhere. I'm, I'm trying to be in and out. Absolutely, absolutely. And Miss Clark? Hello, um, my name is Miss Libra, and it's M-Z-L-E-E-B-R-A. Um Currently, I have um, four books out on Amazon, um, three full-length novels, and one short story. They all are available. I'm currently working on two new projects as well, and I'm just happy to be here. Absolutely. And Miss Messia, she is so cute. She always looks like a little tiny dog to me. Go ahead. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work, please. Tell me a little bit. Is she here? Is she there? Hello? Okay. Hey. Hey, hey I'm sorry. It's me, Naila Zahira. Yeah. Um, about my work, I currently have two pinned, um, series out right now, When Love Turns to War, When Love Turns to Revenge. I have a short story out called Hitman Foul Saeed's Redemption. 
I'm featured in two other um two other books. Um American Horror Story and um uh, Please Don't Kill Me with Yara Camilla and ten other authors. I am married to the other wonderful, beautiful man, Kelly Nazir, who is also an author from the LLP. And we are currently working on our production company. And that's it. Okay. Awesome. And now, now all of you that are married, please shout out your man's work. So you know we gotta we gotta we gotta promote the family. Everybody shout out your man's well, work where everybody Kelly currently has Kelly Kelly currently has um hindsight is twenty twenty. He is currently working on some oh my god, some amazing books right now that he's coming out with with part two to hindsight is twenty twenty on Amazon dot com and he is releasing for better or worse, which you can catch a snippet of it on my Facebook page and his Facebook page like the first pro, first chapter prologue or something like that. And his work is on lockedandloadedbooks.com. Kid, don't kill me if I said it wrong because, you know, I always get it wrong. And www.lockedandloadedbooks.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, I say it wrong every time, so y'all don't kill me. And uh, Amazon.com. <laughs> and shout out to my brother, Katavius Ellis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to Miss Miss Ellis, shout out Catavius's work. Yes. Speaking of Catavius, Catavius is um working on his book that's about his life. It's called Last of a Dying Breed, Road to Redemption. Um, he's putting it out there. Um everybody's been wondering about his story, so He's finally going to tell it all. Um, he also has Schoolboy 1 and Schoolboy 2. And we also have a book that we're writing together um, that's about our love story and how we met. And it's called um, Pushing the Pen, A True Love Story. So be on the lookout for that. Um, he's also, um, we're doing another book. It's kind of like um, more so on the horror side. It's something new for both of us. Well, no, he, he did, he's done a horror book, but it's, it's definitely new for me. Um, but we're writing mm-hmm. it together. I wrote the first part. He's writing the second part. It's called Frank Mitchell. Um, and now we're uh, writing a movie together called Silent Cries. So that'll be, you know, uh, we'll be casting for that in the next couple months. So that's what we have going on under the Ellis umbrella. Well, that's a big yeah, umbrella. Like and it sounds like it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and I have to shout out my son. He just turned ten on Valentine's Day, and he's he's um coming out with two books himself about you know uh, bullying and things of that nature and just being different. So y'all be on the lookout for him too. His name is Koran. Happy birthday, nephew! Oh, go ahead, my baby. It's my baby. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, our topic today is being a team player. And a lot of times people do say a team teamwork makes the dream work, but I also think that uh, in a team, everybody is still an individual leg of that team. Everybody has to be able to move individually as well as as a unit. Can you talk a little bit about that, um, each of you ladies, what that means to you? Well, I'm going to be honest. I my girls are everything. 
I, you know, locked and loaded wouldn't be locked and loaded without Naila and Miss Libra, and that's just that's just honest for God's truth. Um, where there's there's times where I'm so tied up with doing things, so that the areas where I lack, they pick up my slack. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I I talk to them about different ways we can do marketing and promotion. And, and I tell you, those girls are awesome. And I, I have to take my hat off because, you know, they were in the industry before me. I'm new to this industry. So, you know, they really taught me a lot. So, you know, I mean, I just got to, hey, those, those, we family, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, but I'll let them talk. <laughs> uh, well, this is Ms. Libra. For me, I feel um, as far as being a team player, just from my perspective, because I I actually am a Libra. That's my sign. So I believe what I contribute and what I bring is just the fact that I am real mellow, real chill. Um, You know, I I think I have, you know, just like a good voice for reason. I'm able to understand, you know, everybody and and get everybody points of view. So I think that's what, um, what I contribute, what my strengths are. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, this is Naila. For me, I think a team player is first just understanding that there's no I in team. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody has to pull their weight as a as a team member and or a team player. Um, if one of us are is not, um, let's say for say, no, we're supposed to or. Um, I think it's more so of motivating each other, really, to keep each mm-hmm. other on your toes. I know when we mm-hmm. went through our transition, you know, it was a it was a lot. You know, I called Kia my sister, so if y'all hear me say my sister, I'm referring to Kia. You know, <laughs> when she started LLP, you know, she was in a little frantic, you know, but me and Libra, you know, helped her get it together. A lot of the stuff that we've been doing, like um, now we're working on how to, you know, edit our own stuff or, you know, Make our own book doing covers. our own book covers and stuff. Because I did my book cover for um, Hitman Files, Saeed's Redemption. I think the only thing the girl did was add like a little funk to it to give it a little, mm-hmm. for the most part, I just think it's about motivating each other, understanding there's no I and team and y'all can't do it without each other. Once you get mm-hmm. that aspect yeah. of it, then, you know, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is Tony, ladies, and uh, it sounds like you guys um, that you've come together, and and it seems to be clicking now. But what has been the most difficult thing getting you guys to this point that you you that you encountered? The most difficult thing for me would be time. Um, is really time consuming because you know I deal with a, uh, a child who is ADHD, and I work a full time job too, so. Most of the mm-hmm. most of it for me is I feel like it's not enough hours in a day. Like I'm doubling up on work, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I'm writing books mm-hmm. at work and talking at the same time. So I'm helping somebody else get money in their pockets while I'm trying to get money in my pockets the same way. So for mm-hmm. me, the hardest part would be time. And then when I do have downtime, I have to you know motivate myself to you know keep. Doing it because when I first started out, I had Miss Libra as my mule sitting right next to me. So it's like we feeding off each other energy when we first started out on my first book. And it's kind of like I don't have that now. So it's like I don't have a better right there, which I have. Kia, what you doing? <laughs> but 
I don't have nobody right next to me like, you know, girl, uh-uh, change that, do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't have that. <laughs> so, you know, like how this sound, how that sound, you know, I don't have that. So sometimes, you know, you know, I have to find my little muse, but like right now I'm in my funk, you know, of where I've been working on um, the third the third entry to my series and it's like it's been two years so now I'm like now I'm, I'm like okay I got this I got this because my first two books they was you know such um how can I say it was so much in it that everybody have that expectation of you to have this next book to be just as great as those other two and I think for a minute I just got a little lost and I was just like okay I don't know what else I can put in here. I don't kill babies. I don't blow up houses. I don't. <laughs> what am I gonna do now? <laughs> so what am I gonna do now? What am I gonna? You know, it's like, it's like now I'm just like, you know what? I'm about to just let me get let me get my let me get myself together. So these past few days, you know, I'm trying to give y'all this greatness at the end of this month. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Any, anyone else want to weigh in say, on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I for me, this is mostly say, working. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I you know, the past couple months for, for me as well has been, it's been very hectic. Um, I was in school, and I do work full-time as well, so the the time that I used to be able to dedicate to writing like um like Nayela said, like we, we used to work together. So we were we were sitting next right next to each other. We were able to write and we were able to like really get through the books. But now it's just you know, it's just kinda hard trying to find that balance. But I've since graduated so hopefully I'll be able to go ahead and get these two books out um as soon as possible and and get mm-hmm. them out there. Mhm. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, I, I remember Miss Lieber when she first came out. She had her book. She came on our show when we were on Real Raw Radio. She was in the clubhouse. I want to ask you, how has your pen grown from the first time you picked it up to now when you sit down to write? Um, now I'm really thinking, I, I think now I kind of overthink because it's hard for me to get through a chapter without wanting to, to already go back in and kind of edit it and look over it just to make sure I'm, you know, explaining as much as I can, to make sure I'm being as detailed as I can, to make sure that I kind of do my own editing first before it goes off to an actual editor. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just now with the writing, I think I'm just a little more conscious about what I want to say, how I want to portray things. And also I'm just conscious about who I want my audience to be. You know, I don't want to be stuck in a box. So I want to be able to, when I do write a book, any race of any person and any gender can pick it up and, you know, get something out of the book versus just kind of sticking myself in a box. Absolutely. That's interesting, Miss Libra. This and is I'm, Tony. I just want to expound on that. Um, when, I'm sorry, Lise. When you say you want all different type, you know, races of people to read your book, how is it that you? What is it that? What is the most important ingredient that you do put in? Because not everybody reads the same genre, you know, across the board. 
What mm-hmm. mixture do you put in your books that would draw the different and various readers? So as far as my books, it's just more so about the content. You know, I want to make sure that whatever content I'm putting into my book is something that's, um, you know, more so universal, some situations that possibly any and everybody may have went through, um, just just something that a more broad range of people are able to relate to versus me just mm-hmm. only talking about, um, and which these books are definitely good because, you know, I have it in my book as well. But, you know, I don't want to just stick to the dope boy and the dope girl, the drugs and all of this. So that's why with with going forward, I'm just trying to do more so of things that, you know, anybody can pick up and relate to as far as content of what's inside of the book. And I want to say this. I'm just figuring out who Naila is because you changed your name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not her. Her name was a name. Okay. So we, <laughs> we had this. Tanili. Tanili. I'm pronouncing it right. Tanili. Like Captain and we mm-hmm. had her on our show on uh, Real Raw Radio when she first came out. She has changed her name up on us. She got ah. her name up on us. Let's talk about your pen growth over the time that you first wrote your first book to now. My pen growth from when I started from now and then is more so then I'm going to say I'm going to put it this way. It was two different people. <laughs> My pen grows back. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, recently, back, it's been a year now, I haven't done a lot for that. I recently, February 2nd, was six, because I thought it was the second. I took my shahada and I converted over to Islam. And when I first started writing, I was a little childish, you know. Um, I came in with thinking, what do everybody want to hear? What do they want want me to talk about? You know, now, not only in my pen journey, but in my spiritual journey, I feel like I have more to offer than just the hood story. I actually have a real life story to tell. So it's like, my pen journey from then into now, I was like more so, I'm just going to write about anything. You know what I'm saying? Whatever comes to my mind, I'm just going to write about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, this person came to me in a dream, so I'm going to write I'm gonna write her story and that just be it. But mm-hmm. I'm a little more cautious on what I write. Yeah. I'm very mm-hmm. particular in, in Ms. the Ellis's will tell you that I'm really particular about what my cover is going to look like. What I'm writing in my book, um, minimizing on cursor words, because one day my son's gonna have to read this, and I don't want him to be reading. Oh, she got this. my mama talking about somebody snow powder, and you know this and the third. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you know I definitely wanted to be something that he could be like. You know, my mom wrote this. You know, check this out. Mm-hmm. My pen growth from then to now has changed. I think. I'm a little more um, experienced on what I'm writing. The research, I have taken the time to do, you know, more research than what I'm writing instead of, you know, trying to write something that don't really just make sense. Not saying that my books don't make sense because they are really, really Mm -hmm. awesome. But 
um, things that I may have wrote and I never just finished because I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about on this. So let me just go mm-hmm. and just, just stop right. this. So it's just like more of a spiritual journey than more of um, how the content and um, the mm-hmm. all of that has changed. Like I'm more aware of it now or, you know, doing mm-hmm. more research or finding different topics to talk about, you know, things right. of that nature. <laughs> Wow, this is Tony, and you know, I'm glad you said that because have you seen? Sorry, sorry, have you seen your readership change since you have taken more notice of your pen? My readership, yeah, yeah, um, your audience, mm-hmm. yes, because I actually had someone the other day to email me about uh, my book Hitman Foul Size Redemption, and mm-hmm. she. She, she's like, um, I read your first two books, and I read, she was like, I pretty much been following you, you know, since you started, and I read every book that you had, and she was like, I love Saeed's Redemption for you to, you know, it's more like, more so of men coming to me, more so of women, like, at first my audience was like, more like women, like, girl, I love that she, you know, she stand up for herself and she do this and when love turns to war. But then it's like a man, like men are really like hitting me up on my Facebook like, oh, my God, this side is redemption. Like, where did you think of this? Who thinks of stuff like this about a man first day on the job as a hit man? Like, who thinks of stuff like this? So my audience has definitely changed because I realized that my interests are – um or expanding. So I tend to start right I'm starting to write about different things like um sci sci and you know, different things that people just go through and I do see that a lot of my readers, right. you know, are asking for different things or liking the direction that some of my books are going in. Cause I feel like I can write about anything, especially about a squirrel in a nut, about a whole book about it. <laughs> <laughs> She posted these covers. I don't know if it was last year. It might have been last year or the year before, but it was like Moist Penny and um, not Moist oh, Penny. So let me tell Moist y'all her covers. Feet. Yes, her covers. See, I was like, oh, I like those covers because you know, you know, that's eye candy. Covers are eye candy. And mm-hmm. I, I love it. I want to ask you guys, though, and this is for all of you, um, when you have to write from a male's perspective, how how do you guys go about that? Do you interview your significant others? Because you have to be able to develop that male's character, and they think so different from the way women think. How do you guys prepare yourselves to bring that character to life. Uh, we'll start with um, Libra. Uh, well, that's exactly what I do. I, you know, when I'm writing a male character, um, just to possibly give him some personality, I may just ask my fiance, well, how do you say this? Or, you know, how would you phrase this? Um, just so that I can put it in the, in the book that way, just to give him character. But, um yeah, that's that's definitely what I do. Can I ask one of the other ladies? Um, I basically do the same thing. I mean, if I'm um if I need like any 
any uh, clarification on street things, you know what I'm saying? I just asked my husband because, you know, that's that's what he knows very well um, in his past life. <laughs> so I uh, tend to ask him or <laughs> or I ask, you know, I grew up around a, a lot of men, around a lot of boys. I'm, I mean, I'm the only child, so I have a lot of male cousins, a lot of male friends that I grew up with. So I kind of use when I create my characters half of the time my characters come from some guys I either grew up with or some guys I know because I've seen and I've been involved in a lot of things you know in my past life as well so um that's really what I do okay I like how she said past life I like how I like Me that too. <laughs> I like that I like the way she did that Miss Ellen well for me, yes, ma'am. I don't know, Miss Alice. Though, do you do you have male characters, Miss Ellis? Huh? You have a few. Do you have male characters in your book? That you. You said, do I have? You have a few male characters in your books, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. And I use a, a lot of their personalities come from either guys that I've known in my past life or guys that I know now. <laughs> A lot of their personalities, and some of them mixed in one. Mm. You know, she the woman empowerment. Her books to me are like women empowerment because she always got a strong woman in the book. And it kind of mm-hmm. like, that's the character stick out more than everybody. She's like, oh, I like the way she wrote that. So that's why I asked. I have to think about it. She got me in her book. She might. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a few of them in there. Are very strong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Her female characters awesome. are very strong. Her female characters are very strong. I'm sorry, Tico. That's a talent. That's a talent well, too. Me, when you can no when you can constantly make your female characters strong, um, I, I and I love that talent and it is a real strong, you know. But I want to ask you ladies a fun question. I'm sorry, say that. Oh no, I was just saying I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, I want to ask the ladies, you know, if you had a fun question, and I'm going to start with uh, Miss Ellis. If you had an alter ego, what would it be and why? Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Well, I do have an alter ego. She does. I do. <laughs> and you know, to be it's honest, perfect. like the real, the the real me, the Kianda, you know, that is uh-huh. a mother, you know, goes to work every day, you know, nine to five type job, and you know, I'm really um, to myself. Um, I don't really like being around a whole lot of people, believe it or not. Um, I'm I'm always in my own head. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of create my own bubble. Um, mm-hmm. But my alter ego, Kia Neve, she loves attention. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she likes to be in the limelight, you know. That's the Tell one it. that's writing. That's the one that's behind the pen. Because that's mm. the one that, you know, um, she just, she she's, she's tired of being in the bubble. So she wants to come out the bubble and play. That's Kia Neve. <laughs> <laughs> right now, <laughs> that, that's how I so get Yeah, I like that. How about Thank you, Miss Libra? <laughs> um, I think my alter ego would probably just be um, 
I, I don't know. Um, I guess just opposite of what I am because I am kind of chill. So maybe my alter ego will be turned up all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, now. Did we lose someone? Did we lose her? Hello? Can you see that? Okay. Yes, I'm here. Alter ego? Uh-oh. Yeah, you're alter ego. Oh, I got two of them already on the brain. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes, she does. Uh-oh. Yes, she does. <laughs> Okay, see when you suffer from person when you suffer from split personalities, right? I just went. <laughs> Y'all seen that movie Split? Y'all seen Split yet? <laughs> yeah, I know you're not talking because you're a stripper in your real life, though. Like you feel your alter ego is a stripper. <laughs> that's, that's Diamond. I just told you that's Diamond. That's the third one. I keep oh, telling her that her alter ego is a stripper. She thinks that I'm playing with her. The moment she said she was taking pole dancing courses, I said, so you a stripper now? Right. <laughs> but listen, it was no, on not, fitness purposes, ladies. Fitness purposes. purposes. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you got to have some upper body. Class. You got to. You got to have two alter egos. I got two of them. Okay. okay. My first alter ego, her name's Tata Talicious. Oh, Ooh. my God. <laughs> And the bootylicious power. Name and everything, Leash. <laughs> yes. They're a group. <laughs> and, um. <laughs> we got a trio. We got a trio. Yeah, they named Tata and the bootylicious all stars. So, in my life, sometimes when I'm at home by myself, I like to think that, you know, because I'm always covered up and wrapped up, you know, and I'm usually goofy all the time. So, when I come home and I be listening to my music, I like to turn on Major Mike Double XL, and I I like to think that I'm a stripper. And the crazy thing is, I don't think that I'm a woman stripper. I think that I'm a male stripper, as if I'm genuine or somebody. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but then my alter ego, my other alter ego, you'll never believe what she is. She is such a What's the word for? I think I'm a Black Panther, like mm-hmm. a oh, civil rights activist. Okay, a little militant. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Everybody got a little bit in yeah. them. That's all right. Yeah, only now, one person know those personalities uh, are for real. <laughs> I love them. I want to ask you guys this real. I love it too. I want to ask you guys this real quick because, um. A lot of times when we go into religion, and Naila, you you spoke about switching over and becoming Muslim. But even like when you become Christian, it's it's kind of it is kind of like having or being born again or having a new life. Because you mm-hmm. did you notice little changes that you made? Like, well, we know that you like to be a stripper in the past life, but. You know, when she's behind closed doors, but being able to kind of do some of the things that you would do before, you notice that those things don't come easy to you right now in your new life. Can you guys talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll um, touch on that. Um, before I before I converted or reverted back to Islam um, and became Muslim, I um, had an issue with my temper. Um, 
you know, like I told y'all, I like to say to myself and I don't really like, I don't really, I don't really um, like people who, you know, take your kindness for weakness. And I tend to, I used to, I used to blow up, you know, like I used to fight a lot, a whole lot. Um, let's talk about you. Yes, girl. Yes, let me tell you this. She's so serious (laughs) about this. I don't mean to interject. She's so serious about this. I've been knowing Kim Kim, since high school. She's so serious about this. So go ahead. (laughs) I was, I didn't always wear high heels, Lisa and Tony. I really didn't. Um, I was a tomboy. (laughs) And I I would fight with the males. Like I fight males. Like that's what that was my thing. Like I would fight a male and I wouldn't think twice about it. Thank God mm-hmm. a male ain't never knocked my teeth out <laughs> or nothing. But you know, I guess when they realize that they just got knocked out by a female, I guess they just be like, Okay, I'm done. But I mm-hmm. I went through that my entire life and so um you know, even with, I think I got tired of fighting in my, in my previous marriage, you know, uh, you know, it, it gets to the point where, okay, I'm grown now, you know, I should have to fight in my, in my husband, you know, in my, well, in my home where, you know, where you lay your head, that's, that's supposed to be your comfort. So um, right. when, that's when, right. when I met Tay and Tay showed me a different side of, of, of what love is and what love's supposed to be and how a man should never put his hands on you. And this is before Tay and I even tried to get together. This was just on on some friendship stuff, you know. Him just letting me mm-hmm. know, you know, you don't you don't supposed to fight. You don't you shouldn't have to fight unless you're protecting yourself. You know what I'm saying? But especially not in your own right. home. So when right. I became Muslim, all of that changed, you know, as far as, you know, he he never called me out my name, you know, just verbal abuse too. You know, I was used to that, you know. So I I'm just glad that I've grown um, myself. So I don't even get angry like I used to anymore. Like some things that will have made me so upset back in the day that could happen now, I just kind of be like, whatever, alhamdulillah, you know. I, I just don't let it get me to that point because I'm so happy right now. I'm like, I'm not going to let anybody or anything take me away from my bubble. <laughs> you know what I'm, right. I'm not going to let nobody pop my bubble. But that's a beautiful right. thing. This is Tony. This that's a beautiful thing, and that's a beautiful place to be in because it, first of all, it gives you inner peace, you know, and it, yes. and it enables that's you right. to move around the way you need to move around, and it just makes you stronger within. I I love that. Yes, yes, and and, and I'm I'm a much pleasant person to be around now, you know, because it, it used mm-hmm. to get so bad, y'all. People would want to invite me to the parties and stuff back in the day, but then they'd be like, I don't know, man, Kiana's going to beat up the girls, and <laughs> she's going to ruin the party. That's so now, you know, right there. Right. So, so now, you know, I don't get that. You know, everybody like, man, you really changed. Like, everybody, like, they're like, you are a totally different woman. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm about to be 32. I, I would hope so. With, with a 10-year-old, I would hope so. And, and a 17-year-old, I would hope so. You see that growth. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing and, that and with us. And it's so funny how exactly because when you see people's growth, I think a lot of times, I think me and Kia talked about this a little bit earlier, when people, yep. a lot of times we make mistakes in our lives. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Yep. And um, choices and consequences always go hand in hand. But I also mm-hmm. know that when people, you know, a lot of times they talk, people talk about submission as, for a woman to submit to her man or a man to submit to his woman. 
you know, but when you have to submit to your future, you just kind of change. When you have to, to, to make that change, people don't see that in you. And it's it's like it's totally different. So when she's saying, I used to sit up here fighting between the cars, I was like, she's so pretty to fight in between the cars for her shoes. Great. Girl. She just tells me, I don't even see that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's part of her change. That's part mm-hmm. of her change, but it was reflected. Yeah. You know, it's reflected. Her growth is, it, it, <laughs> yes, and peak. Because my mom passed last year, and this time last mm. year, it was like one of the hardest 40 days of my life. When I said I didn't have no peace, y'all, I don't think I had peace for 80 days. My, my mind, is, I just wasn't right. And so I'm when sorry, you are happy in life, when you have peace in life, um, you just it feels good. Just being happy, it feels good, and it's so total. It's different. You know, everybody is not gonna like what you do. They're not gonna understand what you're doing. They don't know why you're doing it because it doesn't fall in line with what they think you should be doing. Okay, but when you just have that peace and that growth, it just it it, it sticks out, and it's something. It's an awesome feeling. Ain't nothing like it. And that's that's my soapbox moment. <laughs> that's right, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, somebody would have asked you ten years ago, you know, Kianda, you know, you you know, running a business and having authors and writing books, I'd have been like, Man, please, I ain't got time for all that. You know, but that's just what my headspace was back then. So, you know, I'm just excited about what we all are bringing to the table and what we're gonna be, you know, what we got coming up. So That's awesome and uh, we're gonna be looking to, to see those exciting things coming out of that camp um, because I know it's going to be awesome. But please um, just share with everyone your social media handles and anything else that you may want to share with our listening audience so they can follow you. Yes. Um, you can get our books on our website, www.lockedandloadedbooks.com. We are on Instagram. I think it's L-A-L underscore publications. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, I think there's Locked and Loaded books as well. Um, mm-hmm. We have some book signings coming up. I know we have March 5th. Is that right, Nyla? Nyla? Is she there? Ms. Libra? Um, oh, I'm pulling up the calendar now. Let's see. I believe it's March 5th. We're going to be at the Walmart on Old National. Yes, March 5th okay. or Sunday. Okay, on a Sunday, we're going to be at um, on Old National and College Park. And then um, we'll be at the Nubian Bookstore July 1st in Morrow. Um, and then after that, we're, we're planning on um, going back to Book Chicks July 22nd. So we'll definitely be yes. at the building. Oh, awesome. Well, we look forward we to everything that you guys have. Yes, we'll be there too. <laughs> Shout out to my whole team, Leisha, because if I don't, they'll be mad. 
Um, I have to shout out Catavius. I have to shout out Khaled. I have to shout out Lucci, Shop G, Home Alone. Um, so I, ha- I have to say hey to y'all because you know they make the team too. Those are those are the fellas of the team. Can't can't forget them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, not. hey. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, say we've had him. We haven't had him on this show, but we've had him on the the other show that we were on, and so he always yeah, came yeah. in. Drop us yeah, he told me to say y'all show. hey. He told me to say y'all hey, and he'll be we gotta talking get to y'all him on I, I know he got, he got like a couple more months, man, and then he'll be able to, you know, be live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Well, thank yes, you, ladies, ma'am. so so much. We so enjoyed having you. I know. Thank, thank y'all for having us. You're so now, welcome. before y'all slide out of the chat room, now, Miss Ellis, you gotta you gotta introduce Candy Rain so that we can All play right, that y'all. for the listeners. Okay, so uh, oh, I have to I have to plug February twenty fifth. I'm gonna be at the halftime bar in Riverdale. I'll be performing Candy um Candy Rain live for my birthday weekend, chapter thirty two. So everybody hear my new single Candy Rain, and it is on Vivo. The video is on YouTube, so check it out, y'all. Awesome, <laughs> absolutely. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Let's Chat. We will see you guys tomorrow. You know. Fridays, Wednesdays, and and Thursdays are our Let's Chat days. Tomorrow we have an awesome show. It's our Mind, Body, and Soul Friday. So we have Silas Webb. He's going to be on giving us a Grammy recap. He went to the Grammy, so he'll be giving us a Grammy recap. And we'll also have uh, April Fort Kelly, who is an author and a banker. So she's going to be talking that cash, money, how to maintain our money, how to build our money, how to grow our money, and how we should uh, deal with our money so that we can keep it. So we're going to have a Mind, Body, and Segment show tomorrow. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for supporting us here on Let's Chat. Make sure you guys head over to Eventbrite and grab your tickets for the Divas Luncheon and Literature Eat and Greet. That is March 4th from 1 to 6 p.m. in um, Atlanta at the Gateway Marriott. The luncheon is from 1 to 4, and the free event, which is the book fair, will be from one from 4 to 6. If you would like to be a vendor at that event, I'm, so I'm closing that on the 25th. So if you would like to be a vendor at that event, just send your request to write and royalty promotions at gmail.com. If you enjoy Let's Chat and you would like to be a guest, we welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. We don't have a fee to come on our show. This is a free platform. Just send your request to the chat room at gmail. I'm sorry, the chat radio show at gmail.com. Great. And this, yes, and this is that Candy Rain. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, the
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.